Welcome to the Ecarosphere, a podcast about sustainable mobility and entrepreneurship, sponsored by Ecara.com. Ecara is a sustainable mobility platform built to reduce pollution and help people utilize sustainable vehicles. While other car services offer last-minute in-personal solutions, the eCar app allows riders and operators to fully customize every aspect of their ride, down to the desired mood, music, pricing, and stops along the way. eCar attracts emission savings and air quality. We'll leave the planet free for every ride completed. Here are the hosts, Sanal and Rock. Hello, Tia. Hello, Rock. Thank you for coming to the show, Tia, and thank you for ha- having us, you know, interview you on this podcast. Uh, please tell us a bit about yourself. My name is Tia Collier. I am the editor at Dallas Single Mom. I'm also the VP of Events at Texas Auto Riders Association. So, kind of all over the place. Mom, writer, person just around town. That's what I do. <laughs> so, Tia, I got a chance to um, read a little bit about some of the things that you've been doing. Quite phenomenal. Um, and, and I think, you know, for this podcast, I, I, ideally, we want to kind of talk through entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. um, you know, electric vehicles and, and this whole uh, emerging, you know, um, idea and market. Um, just, just, just right off there's a lot of moms out there that, you know, struggle mm-hmm. with um, doing business, being an entrepreneur, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. With kids. I know you have three kids, looks like two boys and a girl. You know? I do. I do. Two of oh. them are at home today. So because there is no school, it's fair day. So they're home. Nice. What are the ages? Uh, 15, 13, 7. So you have, uh, you know, now teenagers and being, a, you know, a mom doing all that. So um, what what would you say to moms out there that may have uh, put these obstacles in their own way? Right. To keep uh-huh. them from 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 doing the things that they love, because I, I mean, you're doing a lot of things. I mean, you've done a lot of things and you, you, you which is great. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to moms, entrepreneurial moms that are on that fence? Right. Yeah. You can be more than one thing. You get to be more than one thing. And you can bring your kids along for the ride or you can show them that there are things that can stop them. I don't believe that anything can stop me. It just might mean I have to find a way to work around it, work with it or bring it along. But quite frankly, I don't think that there's anything to limit me from doing anything that I want to do. Um, It's a matter of should I do it or does it serve a purpose? Because some things you do just waste your time, but other things are definitely worth it. So, you know, you people talk themselves out, and I know moms do it. You get wrapped up in mom guilt. You get wrapped up in, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda, wish I woulda, wish they had, wish I had, all of those. Mm-hmm. Those are time wasters. Those are literal time wasters and they don't benefit anything. You don't get anything from it, you know, other than a pity party that serves you not at all. Right. Right. And it is, it's real, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. Um, Same thing, three kids, two boys and a girl. My mom was a a nurse and she just, you know, 
did did the things that she needed to do. Razeze, queen, queen of the, the kingdom. <laughs> For sure. Was there a time in your that you can talk about a time in your career where you had, you know, a, you know, maybe massive obstacle as it pertains mm-hmm. to things that you needed to do or wanted to do, or, um, you know, something that you can share in that space yeah. where you in the mental space, how you had to overcome that. Sure. I let's think. Mm. We can either do when my youngest was born or we can do mm. when I first got divorced. Um, my youngest super significant events in life (laughs) both uh both so when it was time to get divorced i life it wasn't what i set out for it to be does that make sense i didn't like who i was becoming or what i was doing with my life and i was mad sad angry um but kind of frozen in that because i was living with all of that mad sad angry pissed off and blaming other people for my experience that I was having, which if you spend all your time blaming other people for it, you lose your power. Mm-hmm. You lose your ability to do anything with it because you're stuck with it because somebody else always has control of your own adventure. Always. Like you never get it. You never get to be in charge of it. You never get to decide what you want or even have it because you've given that power to somebody else to choose what you get to do with your life. Um, And I was mad. Well, actually we'll fast forward past that one. We'll come to when Noel was born. He was a one pounder and I had, I was engaged to, I had already gotten divorced and I was engaged to his dad and his dad had informed me that one, he did not want a family Two, He did not want a sick kid. And he informed me all of that. And three, he was, uh, enjoying a partnership with someone else and made me and my life and his life and the life of my children inconvenient. It no longer served his purpose. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? You must have stuttered. <laughs> Wait, you must have stuttered. And it took a little bit, but then once it sunk in, I was heartbroken because it was a fresh start for me. I thought it was a start. I thought it was the start of the next chapter of my adventure. Turns out it wasn't what I thought it was, but it was a new door. It was an open door and it was a blessing that I didn't see at the time, but I was mad and sad. So, so desperately sad that um, it was sucking all the joy out of my life. Just sucking it out. Yes. Just sucking it out. And I couldn't find the way to be happy again. I couldn't find why I felt like I was being punished for everything. I didn't, I couldn't see my way out of it. And I was blaming God. I was mad. It's like, it's like, dude, if you are a good God, why on earth would you bring me down this path? Mm-hmm. You know, if you are who you say you are, if you are, why? And fast forward. So that he let me know probably. October. Noel was born in December. He was due in April. Um, And I was at the hospital and they were giving me the horror story. And they were giving me, hey, just so you know, this and this and this and this and this are what are probably going to happen. You know, when you have a kid this early, things just don't, don't work. And at that point, 
let's rewind because at that point I was city editor for Ask Miss A. Um, and I was doing corporate health coaching, wellness, like wealth, wellness coaching at that time. And I was like, hmm, this is just a perfect storm of chaos. <laughs> all of it, all of it has kind of come together one way and it's not a way that I'm liking. And I was at the hospital and I had had him and he was tiny. He was literally oh. this, like. Yeah, one pop, yeah, nice. There, 11 inches, like right there. But he was all curled up like that. And the pastor talked to me because I didn't want to get out of the bed at there. I was like, you know, I could just like lay it down and not get up from this. And she said, what do you want next? Mm -hmm. How long are you going to lay here? I mean, we can give you things. We can give you all kinds of things to help boost your mood. But all right. those are just pacifiers, supplements. How long are you going to lay here? When will you get up again? And I took her words as something di direct messaging to me. What do you right. want next? Right. It's, time, it's time to get up. It's time to stop wallowing. It's time to stop crying. It's time to start. Because you didn't die. You're alive. So that means you got work to do. Right. How and long was that? Seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it? What 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 did you do? Like what was the steps? Yeah. First step, um, I prayed and I talked to God first. Then I talked to myself and I got real on where I was, how much money I owed, how much money I didn't have how much I wanted, what did I actually want? At mm -hmm. first, the first thing I wanted was a new set of pajamas. And I realized mm -hmm. that's something petty and small, <laughs> but that's what I wanted first. It's I, not though. It's, it's not, not though. I, I, think, I, think, I think you're onto mm -hmm. something there. Like, seriously, I want to park right there for a second because the gratitude of small things really have a massive value because it focuses more on what you have versus what you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Having a fresh pair of, or fresh set of pajamas is a positive freaking great thing if you're looking at it the right way. It is, it is. Yeah. And it, because you know what? You wear that to rest and you sleep and you get to sleep. You're not having nightmares. You're not going through the endless checklist of I need this, 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 you're actually going to bed at night. You're not worrying about hell and high water, but you were actually resting. Um, after that, I got busy counting my blessings. Like I started small. And one of the things that um, my teacher who ended up actually being the chaplain there said, get up in the morning and count them before you even get out the bed. So I would lay there and I would count while wow, the sun came up. I'm breathing. <laughs> My kids are healthy. I'm alive. Um, I have however much was in my account that day. Um, and then you start working from, because at that point my blood pressure was really, really high and they thought I was gonna stroke out. So I needed to get out of that so that I could function. And you start to realize that your health and your ability to be able to move within a space with freedom without requiring intervention, without requiring 
babysitting or wearing a monitor of some sort to alert you to a problem you might be unaware of, those little things start, stop being little things so that other things that people are screaming about, you're like, eh, it's not that big a deal. So things that people get mad about and get worked up about in their day to day, you're like, look, friend, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I promise you. I promise you, you're going to be okay. Let's get, yeah. what do you, next step. So you get there. So you start with the blessings, count them, pray. Then get an action plan. Go actually want something. Right. And then go, and then I started volunteering again. I started volunteering with other groups so that I could remember it could always happen to you, but you can always, without fail, when you go and get involved in other people's lives and you start giving some time, you start realizing the blessings you have. I started working with other single moms at that point. I bought Dallas Single Mom from another blogger at that point. Um, her name is Heather Blaine. She was doing something different with it. She was doing a lot of advice, a lot of, a lot of advice. Right. It's not so me. Um, mine's more practical, actionable. What do you want next? What do you want? So you want a car? Why do you want a car? What does a car do for you? A car gives you access. A car lets you get somewhere so you can provide for your kids. A car lets you go have a little bit of you time where you turn your music up and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Breaking it down in a car. It lets you go anywhere you want to go. That's what a car does. It lets you get to work. It lets you get to play. It lets you transport your kids from place to place. That's what a car does. So that's where I went. That's where I was focused because that's what I needed. I needed a site that wasn't bashing people. That wasn't um, negative. I had enough of that in my life. I didn't need that anymore. I needed something else. So that's what I set out to create. Um, and also to... Realize that where you are today, hey guy, that's my seven-year-old, uh, where you are today, everything you've done up till right now, you'll use, you'll use it to get you to your next thing, to whatever next happens to be. Um, but you need this, you need this moment, you need this. Skills you learn, skills I learned teaching high school, you learn how to manage a classroom, you learn how to deal with multiple personalities at the same time and still get your point across. All right. of it. Right, right. So this is this is interesting. So you have this, you know, time is it's hard, you know, you're faced with these things, you're stuck. And and a lot of people, um, I can liken this to this pandemic to the degree where it got a lot of people sad and mad, right? <laughs> It got a lot of people sad. And I think I was one of those people for a minute that was like, it took a minute, but I was I finally this cloud had hit me and I found myself mad and sad. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> right? It does. But you you specifically, you know, I'm gonna summarize, but there's two 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 real things that you talked about. The first thing, two steps were really wrapped around gratitude, you know. Oh yeah. And you know, being grateful. And then the last part of what you were kind of summarizing really wraps around doing something, like going and doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Where where in this did the um, Girl's Guide to Cars come up? Was it in the same time period, a little bit it later? It is in the same time period. So mm -hmm. I had been writing about charity 
events. Remember I said you got to go get involved in other people's lives. So mm-hmm. Toyota had done, a, you remember when they opened that complex out in Frisco? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Plano. Um, but Frisco, the soccer one, they opened that and they fed almost all of Plano ISD when they opened that complex. They they set it up to where they fed the kids and they threw money into the academic programs. I was writing about that is how I fell into a girl's guide to cars. Um, They reached out and they were like, hey, you're writing about the events, but you're not writing about the cars. I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-mm. And I was like, well, she was like, why not? And I was like, well, you know, I know what I like in a car. I know what I like, but I don't know the other end of it. And they said, we'll teach you. Ask your questions. Ask any question you need. We'll find somebody who can answer it. And I was like, well, I'm one of those detail people. I like the people behind the car more than the actual cars. She's like, it's fine. Go ask your question. Started asking the questions. People started liking that. Writing about it from, from that perspective. Like, really? You know, this car, yes, you can fit your stroller in. Yes, you can fit your groceries in. Yes, you get 500 miles per ga- on a full tank of gas. Yes, it takes regular gas. No, it doesn't take gas at all. It's a hybrid or it's an EV or it's something else or walking people through the process, the experience of it started to happen. So I started riding with the Girl Scout cars. Then after a while, I gave up Ask Miss A because they got caught up in her divorce. The, the magazine did. And then um, I was informed that the content was not mine. The stuff I wrote. I said, mm-mm, what do you mean it's not mine? It doesn't belong yeah, I wrote to it. me. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, what do you mean? It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. And that's when I started to realize I needed to get my own. Because I, start, right. I was making money for other people. Right. Now that's a big one. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had this thought the other day and I was just, I had, I was at a burger place and standing at ordering a burger and my sons are, you know, they're all t- all in this space where they're trying to figure out where they fit in making money and a career. And I had this thought like mm-hmm. every, every one of us, every one of us doesn't matter Every human being is basically a box on a spreadsheet. Yep. On somebody's spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, Still. you're part of a overall algorithm and a spreadsheet that the world needs you and this is what you do. All the way down to the person that's making thirteen dollars an hour. You are part of somebody's business model. Mm-hmm. So so ideally the thought was if you if you're making, you know, fifty dollars a week. And you and that, that's what you make. And that's sorry. I mean, that's what it is. And you want yeah, to make $50 a day. You want to get in that box. Then it's mm-hmm. like you got to navigate your thoughts, your intentions, your mind and everything to get into that $50 a day box and not the $50 a week box. How did exactly. you do that? Oh, where is that book at? There's a book. It's by Florence Gobelshin. It's in one of my purses. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one book I read. My mom gave it to me back when I was in high school. I didn't read it then. I didn't read it until college. And then I've gone back and I see new things in it every time I read. 
But I started, you know what happens when you go to a museum and you see the art on the wall? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, it's magnificent, right? I have the price on the bottom. And you're like, interesting. Who has that kind of money? <laughs> right. And, you know, I wrote a story. One of my stories I wrote was about a King Ranch. And the guy went and bought a fleet of them like this. Mm-hmm. So he's... 85,000 times 24, like that. And I was like, I want to be able to do that. And it's not the money, but it's the freedom that comes with having money. That's it. It's what it is. Um, Then I realized I wouldn't notice it if it weren't on my wavelength. If I couldn't have it, I wouldn't notice it. That's true. If I couldn't have it, I mean... I wouldn't notice it. it wouldn't it wouldn't even pass my radar kind of like those people who you see an advertisement you wouldn't see the advertisement if it wasn't targeted to you if it wasn't for you you wouldn't see it in one way or another it would just wouldn't you wouldn't pay any attention and i was like well if i notice this then that means i can have it but i can't have it doing it like i've always done it right what were the steps that so, you took to get your own thing? Like, you know, you had this idea, thoughts, IP. This is all real stuff. And then somebody tells you, well, no, it's not really yours because of whatever reasons. What what did, what did what were the steps you did? Like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to take my ideas and my work and I'm going to build my own. What, what were the things mm-hmm. you do there? So initially, when once I found out, when I was like, well, how does it belong to her if it's mine initially okay well then if that's the case i need to go buy my own site cool Mm -hmm. buy your own site well what are you going to write about how will anybody see it okay well if i can write it for someone else and they can use it i can write it for me and i use it start there my very first website you look at it it is not pretty it's not (laughs) but it serves a purpose it was a start it was a start and it was a door so get an idea go try it right you make sure it's yours your name is on it there is nothing in us that says that we can't have it that we can't go for it so go get it okay what makes and so i looked up and i researched what gives ownership it's either digital real estate or actual physical real estate i was like wait okay and at that point, I didn't have it to buy it all, my website, all the stuff for it all at one time. But I discovered that you it's still mine if I'm paying monthly on it and I can pay for it through the year. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Little bitty step. And then, step. Little bitty step. Okay. And then what's the next best step from there? Okay. Then you take your next best step from there and keep going. And then you slowly start to elevate. I also made sure I surrounded myself with things that inspired me or reminded me or kept me in vision of what I was looking for. Because there are people who come up and say, why can't you just go get a regular? Fill Mm -hmm. in whatever blank is. People will say that to you. And then you'll be like, I've done that already. Right. Now, that being said, I I will hustle. 
I've always been a person who will hustle. Okay. That means if I need to work at Victoria's Secret part-time so that I can pay for my stuff, cool. That means I need to do whatever. Cool. Because you keep your vision here. Your eyes are still on the prize, but that doesn't mean you, you, you got to pay your phone bill. You got to pay your, <laughs> you got to pay all your stuff and you keep going and you keep building it up because that's what real life looks like. It's like makeup on somebody. When a woman puts makeup on, she puts her concealer on, she puts her blush on, she does her mascara. Those are all little bitty pieces. You go build your pieces and then, you know, that's what you do. So then I started to get exposed to stuff, different things. And I remember my first times reaching out to different manufacturers. They're like, oh no, Uh thank you, you, but no. And then you start to learn the no just means either no, not them or no, not right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> a lot of good stuff. I want to, I want to park, let's we'll go back to the no. Uh-huh. This, this is for moms. I mean, this is going to be a mompreneur type thing right now. So I want to go back to the no, but before I want to go back to no, I want to go back to the website. You said, and I started my first website. It was ugly. At the end of the day, Let's talk about that because everybody starts ugly. Yes. Everybody yes. starts ugly. There is no, there's no way to not be ugly at first. Like you don't know <laughs> what the end result is. Nobody has a clue what how how do you flesh out, you know, exactly what things should be right up front or how it's gonna evolve. So that whole start ugly thing, how did it what what was the, the next step? Like you, you know, you start ugly and then when was it that you found like the groove or the change? How long did it take? What was that process? So let's see, it started ugly. My very first one was Capital Moms. That one was, it was ugly. It still exists. Um, Then next one, probably actually back up. Capital Moms is my first one. You know how you read other blogs and other websites, get inspired, see the things that you actually like and implement them your own way. So I discovered, in the lack of a better term, you follow that envy, okay? Something's caught your eye, that lust, that envy for it has caught your eye and you it's, you're, it's in there, you know? You're like, I wish I would. If you wish you would, that means you should. Go, go get after it. So there was a website, it's called Camille Styles. Beautiful. And I was like, oh, I wish my website looked like that. There you okay. go. Go get after it. That's it. And then there is YouTube University. Pretty much every one of the big tech daddies is invested in you winning. They've got it on the internet for you. Why? Because they win if you do. They win. You know, you can pay somebody else to do it, or you can go one brick by brick. Go learn how to work that brick. Learn how to build it. You know, you learn step by step. Right. That that inspiration to uh, see something and go, you know what, I want to I want to improve my thing to to this standard is a normal progression. I think mm-hmm. I think we should get out of the idea that, oh, I, I don't want to be like anybody else. That's that's kind of BS. Right? We're, all, we're, we're all we're all doing the same thing. You know, we started ugly. I, I remember when I the first logo we had. You know, I thought it was the the stuff. I was shit, boy. We, this is on, man. This is this is great. And then, uh-huh. 
and we used it. It was it was working. And then when we got our first investor, that was like, you know, that was going to give us a st- substantial amount of money for our company. The first thing they said was, "How how attached are you to the logo?" And I was like, "Well, you're what? Like, you're like, really? Like, are you are you crazy? Don't offend me that way." <laughs> my first one, my first Dallas single mom logo was pink, and I had wrote it on Word, and it was said Dallas single mom. Start. Start. And do you know why? Because I had applied for something and they said I needed a logo. And I was like, don't have a logo, but I will have one by the time I'm done doing this. I got on work, made a logo. Now, fast forward, now the logo is something different. It's got, it's navy and it's got like a little flourish thing, a little thriving leaves coming out of it. Why? Because slowly evolving slowly evolving and it's going to keep changing you know eventually it'll be modern family driver sometime next year it'll be that but you keep going you know and so i started to get inspired even more and i went to go find people who lit me up whose stories inspired me you know whose stories reminded me and then i started i'm always been into history always um it's I nerd out on it. And so you get stuck in it and you're like, interesting. They made all of that with that. I can do this. This is this is just the format for now. So you start, you evolve, you go on to the next thing. You're like, oh, hmm, that didn't work. That didn't work at all. <laughs> but you right. learn it and you just, then you fail faster. Right. Fail, fail. We're going to go park on that too. But that that's great. Starting ugly is great. Progression. You see things. You you, you get better. Nobody is, nobody is, you know, exempt from learning from other folks. Mm-mm. Let's talk about the, you, you know, you kind of move into this girl's guy for cars. And uh, I really, you kind of talked about how that started. But then you started to go and you reached out to manufacturers. Right? So I went... A Girl's Guide to Cars is owned by a friend of mine. Her name is Scotty. Um, and I still work with her occasionally, sometimes. It depends what day it is. Here's what I know. Um, if it, you don't write it for yourself and retain the rights to it, it doesn't belong to you. They decide whatever value they want to give you for that time and work you put into it. Right. Now, what I learned was, is that if I want to do that, I need to reach out myself. There doesn't have to be a go-between because at first, at first, I felt like I needed someone to be the gatekeeper for me. Does that make sense? Yep. I need somebody to vouch for me and to say that my work and my content was worthy of their time, their energy, their vehicles, whatever. And at first they told me no. They said no. Mm. Or your audience is not the audience we're seeking or no, thank you, or no response at all. Those were the kind of things that went down. And so why were you reaching out to the menu? You were reaching out to the manufacturers for cars, cars to 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 get Mm -hmm. or just Mm -hmm. to write about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I I, I didn't want to just do a press release. I wanted the car to drive to do the press release. Like, I didn't want to just write from a press release. I wanted the car. So you were going to manufacturers, getting these cars, test driving them, and then really writing 
legit reviews for moms or single parents? Right. Is that both? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and at first they just gave you press releases. And I was like, but then I noticed that they were giving that it was happening for big media groups. They would have a car. I was like, well, why am I getting a press release to write about it? To see the car. See it, touch it, be it, experience it. Mm-hmm. And then at first they're like, you don't have you don't have enough of a following. You don't have enough of the traffic. So that no in the no tells you what comes next. So I needed an audience. I need an audience. I needed traffic. But it needed to be through my voice. Oh, I can't tell what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's because I didn't want you to hear what I was saying. I was sending Kunil a, a message uh, while I was listening. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So the no's, you know, people, how did you overcome that? Sometimes you cry. Uh, after mm. you get done crying, you get up and you're like, all right, fine. So no, not them. No, right. not not right now. So I started to pick up more lifestyle on Dallas Single Mom. And if you go on the website, you'll see it. There's probably almost as much lifestyle content as there is auto content because I needed people. And I needed to write to people and about people and ways that they would connect with them. Right. What was that so, again? DallasSingleMom.com. Got it. And that's what you, you, you're operating that site right now? Mm-hmm. Nice. And... I started to build it and then I started now I'm still building it. I built the website that you see right now. Um, the no told me what I needed. And then I followed that what sparked it for me. So I've, I love magazines and books and I read them. Like I probably don't have a day where there's not something I'm physically reading in my purse or in on my phone or something. And it's not just work related. That inspires me. That's what I want because information and education opens up the world to you. Right. Right. It just opens up the lifestyle brands and I'm calling them lifestyle brands. So that's your TV channels, your food places, everything will pay you for that yeah just like an advertisement just like a commercial i was like okay interesting and then after a while after i did this more and more and more then circled back to the auto brands and i was like okay you said that i needed an audience have an audience oh so you went you went and built an audience Mm-hmm. And went back to and asked the same question. Same questions. That's same question. wow. That's wow. And then you know what? That's a great testament to the um, you know overcoming these obstacles because no, no is really like a, a, I think a signifier of like something that you got to do. It's not like a, a, no really doesn't mean anything other than. There's something you gotta do. There's something you're missing. There's a missing part to whatever it is that's causing the no, that's, right? It doesn't mean exactly. anything. No, it doesn't mean jack. It doesn't. What does that really mean? It means it's you're not ready, 
right? You're just not prepared or it's, whatever. It's like when I went to try for cheerleader in college, right? And I couldn't do a back handspring at that point. And I was trying out at Midwestern and you need to have a back, back handspring and a standing back. Mm -hmm. Right out and they still let me, she goes, well, we love your energy. You can try out again, but you can be an alternate for now. And that still means, that's still a no. That means you get to stand on the sidelines and watch people do what you want. And you watch them like this. Mm -hmm. But there were things that I needed, okay? So I need to go learn how to do a standing back. I need to learn how to go do a back handspring. You go learn. And so I was in a class, a gymnastics class with kids, little kids, learning how to perform a skill. Eventually, right. after I learned the skill, I ended up teaching the class. And then I discovered that people will pay you for that. But I could teach that class because I had learned that. Mm-hmm. And I had learned that lesson and learned that ability. And I was like, look, you can be however old you need to be to learn it. There is no limit on when you start. Just start. Right. Just just start. And then and then and the no's are just, you know, a wait, you know, it's a way for you to you know, I, there's so many people that told us no. It's like I actually I, actually I bet like, you didn't have lots of no's. Oh my bet- God. It was like no, hell no, 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 hell no. Don't call me back. No. It was like like the level of no that I've experienced is and the dramatic know, the dramatic no's, the ones that are like this. You asked me this, why? <laughs> Those ones. Right, right. Um, I think that as a, if you're an entrepreneur and or, or if you don't have, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have the passion for what you're doing, you'll get, you'll get like the, the no will hit you and you're just, that's your door, right? Yeah, that's your door, yeah. So, so. and then you'll get stuck in it. So I've had more people who have said things to about Dallas Single Mom. Why? Why is Dallas Single Mom writing about cars? Why? Why are no. you here? Why are they doing that? I've heard it all. I've heard it literally almost all, right? Why, why are you writing about cars? Access and opportunity. Okay. That's what it is. That's the goal, literally, is when you become a single parent, you, for some reason... I don't know what happens, but something happens to people and they decide that their opportunities and access are limited because of this experience. Mm-hmm. I am living proof to tell you that's not true. Totally. You might need to shift whatever you think it was. Mm-mm. It just means a brand new way of going to come up for it. A way you didn't see before, but that you had to be seen out of so that you could get to your next thing. So whatever's next. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I just got some questions about the cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a pleasure listening to your story, T.I. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, on top of that, you have been, you know, you shared your personal story. On top of that, you have been involved in three different companies at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, working in uh, then again you're an author of a couple of automotive magazines i mean uh, talking about automotive magazines there uh, what do you think is the difference between an electric vehicle versus a gas vehicle the difference or where do i think the future is going with it i mean both ways both 
difference. One is a signifier of the future and another is a means to get around. But both serve a purpose right now. Both serve a purpose. Right now, electric vehicles have this element of new, this element of future, this element of I care about something. I care about the planet. It has an element of prestige to it. It has this culture that's shaped around it, right? With electric vehicles. You say, if you say, oh, I've got an EV, that's not just saying I have an EV. That's saying, one, I've invested in it. Two, I've invested in the future. I've invested in, this is my bet to save the planet. Three, that I probably, I would bet money, those people are more altruistic and more invested in climate tech, in fintech. They are more globally minded, but that's because that's the way they are placed right now. Mm-hmm. Gas vehicles right now, they have legacy, they have heritage, they have tradition. They are literally worked into American culture to where this is the way we get around right now. Same way the trains did. The difference is they serve a purpose, but there are two different purposes. It's just two different purposes. It's like writing a character for a different, if I were writing a cartoon, I would write a different character for the electric vehicle than I would for the other one. Like you've got your electric F-150 and then you've got your regular F-150. The person for that vehicle who you'd shape that ad for is different, right? It's two different guys. Actually, one, I'd probably put a mom in actually, but that's just, that's just me. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah. I think it's two different guys or gals, maybe because of lack of understanding, maybe. Mm-hmm. This, 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 va- I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've kind of dwindled the, the, my, my opinion of EVs versus gasoline down to the thing that people care about most, which is money. And at the end of the day, the cost to operate an electric car is much lower. So, you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have more. Mo- At the end of the day, your investment will grow, and you're gonna have more money in your pocket on an EV versus a gasoline car, just because. Just just the low. Yeah. Do you have feedback around that? I do actually. So we had the F one the Maki here not too long ago, um, mm-hmm. and the ID four, which is Volkswagens, beautiful cars, beautiful cars, and I didn't have to put gas in it. I could just charge it up. Mm-hmm. It works well to charge it up if you have the infrastructure to be able to charge it up. The cost per use, definitely on point. Style. Yeah, I think one, well, ladies should never be at the gas station. I, I, I think that should be like a law. Like women should never. So if you had an electric car and you had to plug in your garage, you plug it in and you never stop at that joint again. I haven't been to a gas station in about three you years. Avoid- Avoid some of the sketchy experiences. <laughs> it's not safe. It's not safe for, for you know ladies. I saw a meme one time where a lady was pumping gas and mm-hmm. she had a gun, like you know, like a holster on her on her hand. She's like, Yeah, That's Texas. Right, right. So just no. <laughs> That's Texas. And you'll be like this, but look, friend, bring it. Right, right, right. It's okay. So, it's so, much, so much safer in that aspect of like in that you know not having to stop in the middle of the night and 
you know, get gas in strange places. I really think that's a, a huge uh, upside safety. for ladies. Yeah, uh, safety yeah, for ladies, yeah, for sure. What I would love to see with EVs, I would love to see more EVs that are self-charging. That's what I would love. Hey, guy, my middle is up in one room. I would love to see that. I would love to see more of it where the roofs charge. Um, I've got to see a little bit of that from you Hyundai. Did? I did, I did. Yeah got to see in pre-production and I was like interesting why why so the idea is here but they've got to scale it it's not the scaling is not here yet but the idea so the idea is here just give it a minute it'll be here so and they we'll had a, they had a vehicle that literally charged itself um did, did, is any can you talk about it is it public information the, it is I'm assuming it's live. Um, part of the Sonata, actually, where they and they built it into the roof of the vehicle to where it charges itself. So as you drive it, it charges, it recharges itself. Um, but you know, our tech isn't there yet. We're close. We're close. But that's where you get this mobility for all, and that's why electric will probably pick up. But then you know, you've got hydrogen, and you've got all these different alternative fuel cells which right now are cost prohibitive. Right. They just are. I mean, it just is what it is right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the uh, the coolest EV you've had a chance to kind of review so far that's not a Tesla? Karma's G. Which one? Karma's actually GS6. It's kind of gas, kind of electric, but uh, mostly electric. If I go pure EV, pure EV, ID four. Really? Yeah. What'd you like about that car? I liked the range on it. I liked the flexibility on it. I liked the comfort inside, the way that it didn't scream electric, but it was. I loved the ability for it to be silent. I liked the detailing they put inside that vehicle. Mm -hmm. I loved the way it was intuitive tech. Right. So, you know, if you're sitting in the back seat, you still have air vents for both people. If you're sitting in the front, still adjustable, still wonderful feel. I loved the contrast leather on the inside, even though it was that microfiber stuff. The home screen, the tech screen right in the front, beautiful. Mm -hmm. But the range on it, the range on it felt natural. Yeah, How, what was the range by the way? Right around 350. Oh wow, that's that's pretty significant. Which is which I hadn't run into yet before then, so there would be no range anxiety getting from Dallas to Austin, Dallas to Waco, anywhere mm -hmm. else. You, you know that lack of range anxiety is pretty awesome. I loved the way it said "Hi, ID4" when you walked in. You could inside the vehicle, you could train it to to talk to you, to communicate with you inside the vehicle. Hi, Tia. Where are we going today? Is it in production yet? You know? It is in production now. Mm -hmm. So some one could go order a Volkswagen ID4. Right now. Yeah. Wow. When I first drove it, it wasn't. But then fast forward about six months. Yeah. That's I, think that's... The, I know. It's so much so that my youngest is like, Mommy, we need this one again. We need mm. this one. He's like, didn't you like the ID4? Didn't you like it? I did like it. I did like it. Yeah. I saw uh, an article on um, 
Dallas single mom that was about uh, the Porsche taken. Taken, taken. How do you yeah. say it? Yeah, Taycan. Taycan. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got a chance to explore that vehicle in detail? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your thoughts that, on that? That one's going to be your one that your Porsche lovers already will, will bring them over, as they say, to the dark side or the light side, whichever way you want to call it. <laughs> um, it has the soul of a sports car. That one does. Mm-hmm. Not just, not pretend one where you're kind of like, oh, mm, it didn't go very fast. But one where you're like, yeah, but yes. Like that. It's elegant. And it feels like a Porsche. It feels like a sports car. It doesn't feel crunchy. It doesn't feel light. It doesn't feel like it's not going to be able to handle it. It doesn't feel like you're going to be sitting with that vehicle longing to be in one of the other ones. Right. Yeah, I think um, I, I went to see one this weekend. And Did you like it? Over at Porsche. I think it's a great design car. I love I love it. Yeah, the the only thing is two things that I did. Hey, what's that? That's, this, 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 is that your seven-year-old? Mm-hmm. So I know. Nice. Nice. When's his birthday? December 18th. Oh, he got a birthday coming up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh yeah, the only two there was two things I didn't like about it. One, I feel like they they could have used the, the fact that it's a battery operated car, I think they, they could have condensed some of the space. It's like they still made it feel like a, a Porsche. You have that console in the middle all the way back like there's a like there's a drivetrain um the trunk space was big but i feel like they could have made it a little bit bigger this is my 13 year old say hi guy hey how you doing good morning and then i didn't i didn't like the interface the interface was like more black and white screen that was more of a taptic touch than just a regular display touch. Well, I want you to get in the ID4 because you're going to be like, they should have put that interface on that the vehicle. Floor. Yeah, right. But I don't you know, know why. Something that I wish they would do is share that tech between companies. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot more with the Korean companies that they're way more willing to share. The Korean and German companies are way more willing to share their stuff amongst each other, but not with other companies. Is so Porsche you, in the, is Porsche not in Germany anymore? They are, but they're not sharing with the other group. Like Honda yeah, got together to make fun stuff. And you've got some of the other groups coming together. But they are isolated for some reason. And I don't know if that's because you're in that luxury tier, that premier vehicle tier where they keep it all at home, or if it's because they think that that's just the way they do business. Right. Wow. Well, um, they should. I mean, I, I keep saying one of the things I kind of coined myself. I, I, re- I read an article with about uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, during his whole primetime days, he said that he always had these things that he would say that were pre-written and pre-scripted because you know, he would always have something smart to say. But one of the things I, I say all the time is there's no verses in this game. You know, if, we, if, we, if we're trying to really make a change in what we've put together over the last hundred years, mm-hmm. and we've got this in ten or twenty, there's no verses in this game. We're all on, we're all playing to win. Like mm-hmm. there's like there's no, you know, 
even when ride shares, everybody go, well, you know, you're an electric ride share. What if somebody else does it? What do you mean? What do you mean? We want other people to do it. This we is about change. And, and that is what I talk to other moms about when they say, oh, I want to start a block. I'm like, come on. Do you know why? Right. I need you to win so that I can win. It's just right. here. I mean, it's a literal causing of the elevation of the game. That's how the game gets elevated. If we all say, oh, I'm going to be the only one who ever does this. And the game never gets elevated. You never innovate into whatever the next incarnation is because right now we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg, right? Think mm -hmm. about it. E ride share, right? EV ride share. Now think you're using mostly Tesla's and things like that for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Now think about, we're going to elevate that games, twist it just a little bit. So you get your SUV you get maybe one of the big daddies decides, you know what? I love that idea. Love that idea. You know what? I invested all this money in infrastructure in this town. Okay. But I need a vehicle that fits the purposes for this town. Maybe it's a rural town. Maybe they're a farming town. You know what? Let's make an EV truck that the, that the ranchers can use to do something. Now you've just taken this, you know what? actually better let's make a rotating fleet of ev trucks now let's work them make do something with it so that they grow and we make the range better we make it be able to tow to haul to do things like that you've taken that one idea got their backing switched it up just a little bit on to the next thing okay next ranch okay that worked there we need to have it a little bit bigger okay you know what the requirements in new zealand say blah 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 we're going to make it to fit that. And then you go on to the next thing and the next and the next. And you bring it in so that everybody does this. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. Everybody wins. everybody wins. So tell everybody how they can get connected with you and where they can find you. They can find me on Instagram at Tia Collier. They can find me on LinkedIn also Tia Collier. They can find me on Facebook. They can say that they met me through your podcast and I will say, I will respond to them. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, there's lots of ways. Come find me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the website is DallasSingleMom.com. Dallas a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of cool stuff for moms and people who are interested in more awareness around EVs or cars or whatever. I think that's really great. And I say keep it up. I think that there's, um, you know, there's a rich, real interesting period right now where there's not enough electric cars to supply every buyer mm -mm. group, right? There is a group right now that is uh, interested in that and interested in, in those things. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Really appreciate it. It's going to be yeah. fun, isn't it? Absolutely. It's be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got a lot, a lot to do, lot to do. We've got, you know, it's three hundred million uh, gasoline vehicles in in America. And, you know, we've got to make a dent in that. So we're at two right now. So we got to teach people. We got to teach people that it's not, it's not the end of the world. The world is not ending. This is just the next evolution. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. The, and that, that that people need to know. There's a lot about this climate change that's sometimes a little scary, weird, and, you know, you know, confusing to people. 
at the end of the day, the earth is going to survive. Like, it's not a matter of the earth not surviving. It's a matter of, like, the, 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 the space that we have, right? The quality of life as we know it is going to mm-hmm. change if we don't do something about it. Like, you know, I told it's, a guy that was right. It's like when it. you have your cleanup. You know how you have your neighborhood cleanup day? Yeah. And if your neighborhood is looking kind of trashy and then you go and clean it up and it looks wonderful, it's the same thing. Exactly. Don't you want to have a high quality of life in a right. quality environment? Just saying, right. make it prettier for yourself. I told uh, one of the guys that was with us, uh, our passenger that day, that when you drive, a, you know, any type of combustion car, that carbon is in, in the environment for a thousand years. He was like, yeah, a thousand years. I said, we basically filled, filled up the balloon with uh, all the bad stuff. And, you know, now we got to figure out how to get it out and clean it. So we had about 55 minutes. Thank you, Tia. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you again. For- thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, guys. You got to get stuff done, get with kids. This is a beautiful Monday. Enjoy your week. And looking forward to chatting again. If Definitely. If do for you, let us know. Will do. Absolutely. It's lunchtime almost. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Rock. I enjoyed it. Hope our audience will too. Thank you I so much. Will. Appreciate it. I'm sure it'll be fun. It will be talking about cars, of course. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.